all that you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us through another week, Lord Heavenly Father, God, and giving us the strength to come out of your house once again to praise your holy name. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the liberties that you have provided to us, O Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for the liberties we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray your blessing upon those who have not yet experienced liberty in you, O Lord, who need to be set free by your Spirit. Touch their hearts this morning, O Heavenly Father, God. Lord, we come, we pray your blessing upon this service, O Heavenly Father, God. That through this service, through songs and the preached word of Lord, that you will speak to our hearts. And Lord, those who are here today, O Lord, that we, O Lord, will leave rejoicing in your power and your spirit. In your son Jesus' name, we ask it in prayer. Amen. Amen. Brother Deacons, it's all yours. morning church I'll be bringing you the scripture this morning coming from John chapter 15 verses 12 through 14 this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you May God add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Let us pray. Father, we come thanking you for this assembly. We thank you for the opportunity to come and share your word. We pray that what we do here, Father, will glorify your name and edify man. But Father, we ask this morning that you would just remember us here this morning. Because we stand in the need of your, all of your blessings. We thank you for your grace as well as your mercy. For we know, Father, it's not our good behavior that you've blessed us for, but because you love us. And because you loved us first, Father, we thank you. We ask that you would receive what we do here this morning to glorify you, to glorify your Son through the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning. The response of reading. All together. Free and Jew. Christ is all. Let's say that again. With a little bit of more enthusiasm. church I'm going to be reading our church covenant having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost we do now in the presence of God angels and this assembly 
most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in, <coughs> in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, the expense of the church, and the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain from the sale and use of intoxicating drink as a beverage, and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation, and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principle of God's word. Amen. Wonderful be reminded every now and then of what thus said the Lord. Amen. While you're standing, we're going to go ahead and do the hymn. How about that? We're going to ask that you join us now. And it simply says, Oh, how I love Jesus. How many of you love him? Amen. If you love him, that's the way we want you to sing and show us that you love him.
Let's say that again. Oh. for leading us in our devotional service this morning and we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your participation as well the lord is good and it shows so thank the lord for you and your presence and all that you share this time now we're going to just pause for a time in our service where we all can do what the lord has blessed us to do we're going to ask that you prepare to give now as we prepare for our benevolent offering and just remember there are always those that are less fortunate than ourselves and if you have to give Lord knows that you are blessed overly blessed amen so we ask you to prepare to forget to give now and this choir will come in their own way and the ushers will prepare and allow you the opportunity to come and to give as you see fit
we are soldiers. And God, we come before you knowing that the fight is not over. And we'd like to thank you this morning, Lord Jesus, that you've allowed us to share in this offering. And we're asking you, God, to just bless every person that was in here that gave today. And we now ask that it be used for the benefit of your kingdom. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we say amen, amen, and amen. Just for a few announcements, we ask you to continually pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. Also, don't forget to continue to pray for the Levels family and that she was laid to rest on yesterday. You may also check your bulletin for the sick and shut-in members and just pray that our sick and shut-in members will do what God allowed them to do, and that is to come back. Ask that you please don't forget Brother Gross. He's um, doing well, I understand, but still incapacitated, so we ask you to please continue to pray for him. We ask also that you not take away the flowers that you see in front of you, because there is a program this afternoon at 3 o'clock, and we want to make sure that this sanctuary is continually beautified. Amen. Uh, to the K Chapel family there, there's nothing that words can fully express our heartfelt thanks for the sympathy, prayers, flowers, and support that was extended to our family during the loss of our brother, Robert Turner. Please continue to pray for us as we continue to heal and move forward. Love and kindness, and this comes from Clara Turner Ford family, as well as Brenda Coffey. The best blessing in life are people like you. So far, you all do so much and we thank you so very much and this is from the Warner family and if you have not experienced those kind of things yet just keep on living amen this time now we'll get some additional announcements from the media media you on good morning Kay Chapel join us today at 3 p.m. in the sanctuary as the Voices of Love presents a King's Dream 2019. Attention girls ages 8 through 12, be sure to mark your calendars for Saturday, February the 16th for a mother-daughter date. Join us from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. for fun, fellowship, and good food. This event is being sponsored by the K Chapel Deaconess. Stay tuned for more information. Today's sanctuary flowers have been donated by the Voices of Love in celebration of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated Founders Day and in honor of the Martin Luther King holiday. Please allow the sanctuary flowers to remain after the 11 o'clock service for the King's Dream program this afternoon. We invite you to celebrate our 10th year anniversary, the Walton Book Drive. Join us by making your donation as we strive to give each student at Walton three books this year on the last day of school. 
two from the summer reading required list, and one book that was written by a black author. We are asking for a donation of at least $20, and you simply need to place that donation in the envelope and write Walton Books on the outside. The K Chapel Deaconess Ministry is planning a father-daughter morning for girls ages 13 through 18. Join us on March the 2nd for a whole lot of fun hanging out with your dad. For more information and to sign up, just text the keyword me and dad to 70000. Again, text the keyword me and dad to 70000. Space is limited, so be sure to sign up today. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Just have an announcement here that may benefit somebody. Free admissions to the uh, Mississippi uh, Museums today through Tuesday. So again, free, free, free if you want to take advantage of that. It, it is uh, available and free. This time now we have two individuals that are ready for the right hand of fellowship. Isn't that a blessing? The Lord asks to the church. Christina Fields, come on down please. Elaine Fields, come on down. And while they're coming, we're going to ask all of our visitors, listen now, if you're not yet a member of this church, we're going to ask you right now, if you would, please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. God bless you. We want you to know on behalf of our, yeah, that's right. We want you to know on behalf of our pastor and the entire K Chapel family, we're just so happy that you chose to, to come with us and be with us today. So while you're standing, we're going to give you something that you can only get here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church.
prostrate fall. Bring forth, bring forth the royal and crown him. said the Lord and just know who brought us to where we are now. Amen. So we're going to ask that the ushers prepare to receive the gifts and we're going to ask that you give as you have been so blessed. And just remember one thing, you can't be God given. Amen. Words from the pulpit, the ushers will give us all a chance to give again as we have been so blessed. And with the first fruits, of all thine increases. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. I have shown you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word. That scripture says it's all, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And just remember one thing, you can't be God-given, amen. We're going to ask now the ushers prepare to receive the offering, and we're going to ask that you give again as you have been so blessed, and this choir is coming in their own way.
Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your gifts. Thank this choir for the wonderful job they're doing. And we're going to get a chance to hear them one time today. They're going to come, and I'm sure they will help us to even prepare ourselves more from this worship that's coming on in right after they finish this final song for the morning.
Y'all blessing my heart this morning with this good singing. Singing some of the old songs. Put me in a mood to keep singing some old songs. <laughs> Y'all. Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. Jesus, to protect me as I try. singing y'all amen <laughs> gospel of john <laughs> chapter 15 gospel of john chapter 15 beginning with the 12th verse these words are recorded this is my commandment ye love one another as i have loved you greater love hath no man than this a man lay down his life for his friends ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to tag this thought onto that text and talk this morning from the subject, a love revolution. A love revolution. You cannot be a serious follower of Christ and get around his teachings on love it is impossible not to be confronted with the revolutionary understanding and commandments that Jesus gave to those who would dare to follow him or to not be exposed to his expectations concerning our willingness and our ability to love Jesus commanded those who would be his disciples to be a part of a love revolution. By revolution, I mean that 
uh, he challenged his disciples and he challenges us to live and to do life differently. In fact, radically differently. To engage others so demonstrably differently. To relate to the world so completely differently that a new reality of humanity is created. That's what I mean by a love revolution. When a new system of life replaces our old ways, when new wine is placed into new wine skins of brotherhood and sisterhood, when new values and a new ethic confronts what currently causes us to separate ourselves from ourselves, that's when love will have caused a revolution in our hearts and in our minds. I dare say, I dare say, I dare say to you this morning that, that a revolution is what we need because when you look at all that is born through the unregenerate heart of humanity, it is clear why Jesus thinks so much about the power of love. For out of, the man, out of man's heart emerges divisions and envying and jealousy and strife. Uh, out of man's heart is born contentions which all lead to brokenness and bitterness and a general abandonment of that which is good and right. And so Jesus comes along and says that if we are to live in the fullness of God's intentions regarding humanity, we must live in and live by the precepts of love. If you like me, if you like me, I know you've been concerned about the state of affairs in our city. The most recent rash of violence this week has caused most of us to be a bit more uncomfortable, a bit more cautious, and perhaps even a bit more callous in how we relate to one another. It's unthinkable to th that in seven days, 10 people could be murdered inside of our city and that such heinous violence could sweep through our neighborhoods with reckless abandon. And while there are any number of factors that we could and should consider about violence and how it spreads in and throughout communities, while we can look at all of the research and all of the data and make the appropriate connections between poverty and crime, while we can explain the social disparities that contribute to the breakdown of family and the of adolescence, there is at the core this unchanging and unrelenting command to love. Because say what you will, if you love me, you won't hurt me. If you love me, you will not harm me. If you love me, if I love you, I cannot disregard your feelings or disrespect your humanity. If I love you, I cannot destroy your life or desecrate your God image. If I love you, I cannot discredit your thoughts or discount your rights. If I love you, I cannot ignore your needs or overlook your conditions. If I love you, which is why the command to love is such a powerful command because it causes us to confront that which we otherwise would ignore. Love demands that we look at and pay attention to that which we otherwise would look over. Love says, no, I cannot be not concerned about my brother or my sister, but I have to look at what's going on and include myself into the drama of their lives. Love requires that we see each other. I'm going to say that again. Love requires that we see each other. No, you missed it. Love requires that we see. No, you're just looking at folk. Love requires that we see 
each other. And stop looking at folk and really start seeing. Because when I start seeing, I'm not just looking at what you got on. When I start seeing, I'm not looking to see if your dress match your shoes. When I am start, when I look get past the see, looking and start seeing, now I'm getting into, watch this, watch this, the conditions of life. When I see you, I'm looking past your clothes and I'm looking at your heart. When I see you. I see the grief, I see the pain, I see the hurt, I look past the superficial and I see the person. And love requires that we see each other, that we hear each other, that we relate to one another in more real, meaningful, and authentic ways. So when I actually ask how you're doing, I really mean it. It's not just how we greet each other, but I'm really interested in how are you doing? It's not just a common greeting. It's I see you. How are you? How are you? I know you just got a new baby. How are you? I know you just buried your loved one. How are you? I know you just sent a child to college. How are you? I, I, I know you just got a new job. How are you? This is why at the core of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s nonviolent movement, there was this ever-present command to love. Throughout all of his teaching and all of the inspiring there was at the core of what Dr. King said, love your neighbor. Because he understood that the kind of change that was needed in America was not just man's laws, but man's nature. He understood that changing policies and politics meant little if man's posture with each other remained one of superior and the other of inferior status. And he also knew that love had to fuel a movement of this sort for to do so with any other force would disqualify its outcome as being a truly transformative solution. And so he said, and I quote, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Certainly, that right there, loving an enemy, is the most challenging part of a love revolution, to love an enemy, to love an enemy. And that is exactly what Jesus says. He says, I know you heard it said that you should love your friends and hate your enemies. He says, but I'm, I'm bringing in to this world a love revolution. He says, but I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Jesus says, I know what you've been taught. I know what you expect. I know what you express. He says, but I'm saying unto you, let's flip it on its head. And love the one who you've been taught to hate. Love the one 
who you've gotten comfortable hating. Love the one that is easy for you to hate. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. He says, I want you to love. And he says, he goes on and explains why. He says, later on, he says, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not the tax collectors practice the same thing? And if you salute your brethren only, what have you done that is extraordinary? Do not the tax collectors practice? Basically, Jesus saying, listen, if you love folk who love you, that ain't no big thing. If you bless people who bless you, that ain't nothing to brag about. If, if you help people who help you, that ain't nothing to glorify. You're not doing it. Even evil folk know how to do that. He said evil folk know how to do good to folk who done good to them. He said if you want to prove that you are a child of God, if you want to prove that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, if you want to prove that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, bless those who curse you. The one who's stabbing you in the back, hook them up. The one who's pulling you down, pick them up. The one, the one, the one who's messing with you, say a prayer for them. He says, and by this, by that, that demonstration and expression of love, people will know that you are my disciples. That's a love revolution. That's the kind of love that shifts relationships, the kind of love that changes hearts, the kind of love that makes friends out of enemies, the kind of love that Paul talked about. Paul was, according to his own writings, the chiefest of all sinners. That's what he called himself. And he called himself that because he was a persecutor of the church. He killed Christians for fun. And, and he said, if anybody does not deserve to be an apostle, it's me. He said, because I was an enemy of God. I was an enemy against the kingdom of God, against the church, against Christians, all of that. I didn't have anything to do to that. And yet God gave me another chance. That's what love does. Love reaches out. Watch. When we are enemies, that's what the Bible says, when we were enemies with God, God loved us so much that he gave his son that he still died for us even while we were enemies. Don't tell me you can't love your enemy. God loved you enough that while you were his enemy, he let his own son die for you. He says, yeah, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for those who use you. But then, then, then the second thing, if you're going to practice a love revolution, the next revolutionary commandment of love in Jesus, is Jesus' commandment to love the brethren. Love the brethren. Jesus says, I want you to love, watch this, each other. Watch this, watch this. Love your enemy. That's going to be difficult, but do it. But then he says this, I want you to love each other. Now, now some of us might do better loving our enemies than we do with loving each other. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. 
but, but that's what Jesus, he says, listen, I, I want you who are in me, watch this, to get along with each other. He says, if, if, if you are my disciple, if you are a follower of Christ, there's no need of Christians falling out with each other. Y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. He said, if, if, if you are blood washed, if you are Holy Ghost filled, if, if you are a follower of Christ, he says, I want you to identify yourself as such by how you relate to each other. And so he does this, he does this, he's, when he, when, you remember when they are at the uh, Passover meal and after the meal is over, Jesus gets up and he girds himself with a towel and he bends down and he starts washing his disciples' feet. He goes, he goes from disciple to disciple washing their feet. He girds himself with a towel after having eaten, washing their feet. The, the meal is not even digested yet and he is washing feet, dirty Feet on a full stomach. Dirty, stinky, smelly, ashy, crusty. Amen. All, all of that. He's washing feet after he has just eaten. Watch this. And he does it for everybody. And, he fin and, and the interesting thing goes on, all while he's washing feet, some of them started protesting and saying, Lord, you shouldn't be washing our feet, we should be washing your feet. That's what one of them said. And then somebody else said, Lord, Lord, it's, you're the master and we're the servants, we're, we're supposed to be, and even though they're saying all of that, nobody's doing anything. You know, folks like that, they'll talk about what ought to be, but won't lift a finger to change. The situation or the condition. Everybody's talking about what ought to be, but everybody's looking to see who's going to move first. And, and Jesus doesn't, doesn't break a sweat and he doesn't break his rhythm. He just keeps washing their feet. And when he finishes, he gets up and he says, now what you've seen me do, you do for each other. In other words, the way you've seen me serve you, don't you be too big that you can't serve each other. Come on and talk to me. It's a wonderful lesson in servant leadership because here is Jesus, the master, who flips it on his head and instead of being served, he serves. And in fact, he says later on, the master did not come to serve, but uh, come to be served, but to serve. He says, and in my kingdom, everything that you've learned is kind of flipped on its head. He says, I I'm not too big that I can't serve. And here's a wonderful lesson in leadership. If you are too big to serve, you are too small to lead. If you are too big to serve, you are too small to lead. Yes, 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 yes. He says, listen, I'm giving this to you, this commandment to give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. Love each other. Don't come to church hating your neighbor. You ain't talking to me again. Listen, listen, he said, if, if, if you want to change the world, you can start by changing your pew. And, and if it's folk on your pew that you don't get along with, change that right now. Okay, maybe it ain't on your pew, but it's on that other side of the church. 
and, and you sit over here and they sit over there, and that's the reason y'all sit that way because it helps to keep the peace. Yeah, but, but the, you've done that long enough, and now he says, I, you've kept the peace long enough. It's time for you, watch this, to actually love one another. Love one another. And by this, they will know that you are my disciples. Not by how many songs you sing, not by how many choirs you're in, not by how many prayers you pray, not by how many ministries you lead, but by your love for each other, they will know you are mine. What do you mean? That, that means you don't have to go around telling folk you're a Christian. You got to go around telling folk you've been saved. Just act like it. Folk who've, who've done you wrong, show, 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 show your Christ by your willingness to forgive. Show how much holiness is in you by your willingness to be restored in relationships that have been fragmented and broken. Show how much spirit is in you. Is there enough God in you? Watch this, that you can let go of the past. Y'all ain't talking to me. All right, all right, all right. Thirdly, 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 Jesus says in this love revolution, you must also start or show a love of God. Your love for God. Before anything else, Jesus says love the Lord. Hmm. You remember, it, it, it's, it's where Jesus is confronted by a Jewish doctor, a doctor of, of the law, and, 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 and he's asking him um, about what is the greatest commandment. Yeah. And, and Jesus answers his question by saying, here, here is the greatest commandment. He says, first of all, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest Commandment. So that's the first thing he says. If there's going to be a revolution of love, you got to start with your love of God. That means, watch this, putting your affection, your adoration, and your loyalty of God before everything else. You cannot claim that God is first and your wallet says something else. You cannot claim that God is first and your calendar declares something else. You cannot claim that God is first when you put everything before him and then give to him whatever time and whatever talent and whatever treasure you have left. A love revolution means that I so reorganize my life and reprioritize my life that God and the things of God outrank everything else. God first. God first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's what Jesus says. If you're going to get love right, it's got to start with God. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind. But then secondly, he says, and the second one is like unto the first. Love your neighbor. That's it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, and on these two hang all of the rest of the law of God. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. And Jesus was ready to wrap that up. But 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 this lawyer kept pressing the issue. And 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 he said to him, 
Well, who is my neighbor? Y'all remember this in the text. He said, who, who is my neighbor? And, 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 and it's as if the, the, this, this man is saying, okay, well, you know, it, it's not just us Jews here. There are the Jews, and then there, there are the Palestinian Jews, and then there, there are the Samaritans who are half Jews, and there, there are all these other folks. Who, who do you mean that I'm supposed to love out of all these folks? Who is my neighbor? Some have reduced this question and made it more nationalistic in today's language. Who is American? Who has the right to be here? Who is my neighbor? Where do we build the wall to signify who we are and who they are? Jesus tears down all of that thinking when he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. He says, okay, you want to go there? All right, I'll tell you a story. He tells the story of the Good Samaritan. I'm going to retell it in, in, in a little more modern language. There was a man named Bubba. And Bubba, Bubba was headed down the road. He was going to Piggly Wiggly. He wanted to get some sweet potatoes. And he was headed to Piggly Wiggly to get his sweet potatoes. And before he got there, a group of guys jumped from around the corner and robbed Bubba. Bubba was a good old boy. He wasn't bothering nobody. He was just going to get his sweet potatoes. Bubba got robbed. They beat him. They bludgeoned him. They left him there for dead, took all his money, and he was messed up, laying on the side of the road. That was old Bubba. Messed up. And he was laying there, and, and, and the preacher of First Baptist started coming down the road. He looked, and he said, that's my preacher coming. First Baptist preacher, he's coming. And, and Bubba felt good because he knew the preacher of First Baptist was going to take care of it. Preacher First Baptist looked at him and went on the other side of the road and kept on going. Bubba couldn't believe that his preacher from First Baptist left him there. A few minutes later, the deacon from First Baptist, Deacon John, was coming by and he said, that's Deacon John. John's going to take care of me. That's my deacon. That's my deacon. He's going to take care of me. Deacon John saw him and he kept on going. Deacon John from First Baptist left Bubba on the side of the road. He couldn't believe it. Bubba was there laying on the side of the road. Two, uh, two of my guys that I know, my guys, left me here. And then Jose started walking down the road. Jose was headed to Walmart. Jose was headed to Walmart and, and he saw Bubba. And Bubba saw him looking at him. Jose he said, yo, Holmes, what's, what happened? Bubba couldn't even say anything. Jose decided, you know what, I'm not going to engage the conversation. He just started bandaging him up and taking care of Bubba, put Bubba on his cart and drove him down to the Comfort Inn and, and, and said, listen, he, 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 this is my guest. I'll take care of him. Uh, just, just put him in a room. I got to go and finish my groceries and, 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 and do some work. And he says, when I get back, I'll take care of the bill. Left Bubba there, Bubba. Was there for a few days. Bubba started getting his strength back. Bubba started ordering room service. <laughs> Bubba started ordering Netflix. <laughs> Bubba started running up the bill. Jose came back after a few days. The manager came and said, here's the bill. Bubba's all right. Jose said, yeah, it looks like he's all right, too. He said, you know what? I said I was going to pay this bill, and I am. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to pay the bill. He went and got paid the bill, got Bubba out. Now, that's the end of the story right there. And Jesus says this. Now, you tell me which one was the neighbor. Yeah. 
Was it the first Baptist preacher, the first Baptist deacon, or Jose? That's the point. That's the point Jesus makes is that love doesn't know color. Love is not limited by our narrow definitions of who we like. Love extends beyond all those borders and, and goes to the fact that if a person needs help, and I'm not caught up in the color of their skin, in the accent of their language, in the texture of their hair, in the broadness of their features. No, but they are created in the image of God. Therefore, I love what God has created. Jesus said, that's who your neighbor is. Someone who will help you in spite of what causes you to be different from each other. I'm through, but that's what love does. Love confronts and causes us to let go. Let go of what we've held on to that limits us from being all that God has called us to be and doing all that God has called us to do. A love revolution requires that I put down my prejudices that keep me from knowing people. A love revolution means that I must let go of my assumptions that keep me from accepting people. A love revolution means that I must release my resentments that keep me from forgiving people. A love revolution means that I've got to give up my privileges that keep me from being fair with others. A love revolution means I've got to turn in my stereotypes that keep me from understanding people. A love revolution means I've got to hand over my hang-ups that keep me from helping people. And the love revolution is what God is calling us, the body of Christ, to express, to experience, and then to expect from each other. Love your neighbor. Nope, scratch that. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, all your soul. Then love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, after you love your neighbor, make sure you love each other. See, loving your neighbor is loving people who may not be like you. Loving each other is loving those who have come under the same blood that you were washed by, the same cross that saved you. Loving each other is saying, I love those who share my faith. And then, other but I also love my enemies I love folk I don't like that, that's what he's asking you to do to love people who get on your nerves I know you ain't got no folk who get on your nerves but a few of us still do and what Jesus says is those are the ones I want you to begin practicing that kind of selfless, unconditional love to today. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, thank you for loving us. 
when we were yet sinners and your enemies, you still loved us. You didn't stop loving us because we did wrong even after we gave our lives to you. You still loved us for God, you so loved the world that you gave your son to die for our sins. Lord, we pray now that that we would be a people of faith who believe in the power, the redemptive power, the restorative power of love. Love is patient and love is kind. And love is not easily provoked. Love does not puff up itself. Love does not seek after its own, but love does not rejoice in evil, but love believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things. Love never fails. God, let us love each other the way you loved us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I need you. I need you. You need me. You need me. We're all a part. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Stand with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. We're all a part. but you don't have a church arm, we invite you to come. Or if you've been out of the fellowship for some time and you need to restore your fellowship and come home, we invite you to come. Whatever you, wherever you are in that continuum of life, won't you come now? It is his will that every need would be supplied. You are important, you are important. I need, I need you to survive. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You are, you are important. I need you. I need you to Listen, survive. I pray. I pray for you. You pray for me. You pray for me. I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. I won't harm you. With words you. from my mouth. I love you. I love and I need you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. I pray for you. You pray for me. Said I love you. I love and I need you. I need you to survive. And I won't harm you. Words from my mouth. Said I love and I need you. I pray. Said I love you and I need you and I won't harm you. 
sanctuary the interdenominational Martin Luther King choir will be here we invite you to come and celebrate uh, that grand occasion with us also uh, at one o'clock at one o'clock we're going to have a really short sweet uh, wedding ceremony and so if you want to see a really short sweet wedding ceremony amen amen yeah sister Polly amen amen y'all I was going I was going to try to that's all right. Sister, is she here this morning? She, she getting ready. Amen. She getting ready to get married. The bride's getting ready to get married. Uh, but it's going to be really short and really sweet. Uh, and so if you want to come and see a really nice little ceremony, uh, that starts at 1 p.m. And then at 3 p.m., again, that uh, Martin Luther King Interdenominational Choir will be here to celebrate uh, our Martin Luther King celebration with us. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. <laughs>